This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Market Scale Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Folks, thanks for joining us on another episode of our Umbrella Podcast here. As you've probably seen, uh, a lot of our shows have consolidated in the last several months. Uh, we have a few channels still on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, this being one of them. So for all things B2B tech, make sure you're subscribing to Market Scale Technology. You'll get notified with previous and upcoming episodes. But if you'd like to refine some of the content that you're getting from Market Scale, you can go to our website at marketscale.com slash industries. We divide our content there up by uh, our different verticals. So you can consume software and technology content, building management, energy, pro-AV, everything in between. So make sure you're heading to our site for up-to-date articles, videos, and podcast content from a variety of different B2B industries. So on today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be breaking down the benefits and the applications for SD-WAN technology or software-defined wide area networks. Uh, specifically, we're going to put this in context of a post-COVID work environment. As many corporate employees have been thrust into a work-from-home environment, our digital and network infrastructures have had to adapt. And with the regular workflows of a WAN, coordinating between the data plane and the control plane can be a very time-consuming and error-prone process. So what we're going to be doing today is better understanding how an SD-WAN, a software-defined wide area network, can connect our work from home and provide us a uh, safer, more secure, and more streamlined work-from-home experience. So we're going to get a closer look at SD-WAN now with perspectives from Eric Brooker. He's Senior Director of National Partner Programs for Big Leaf Networks. Eric, welcome. Great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you joining us and giving us your insights on this. Uh, just real quick before we jump into the content, can you tell us a little bit about Big Leaf Networks and what y'all do? Yeah, so Big Leaf Networks, we're an SD-WAN manufacturer based out of Portland, Oregon, uh, with resources really spread throughout the world. You know, we started back in 2014 with an idea that the internet was evolving. Organizations were moving to the cloud and needed to protect that investment, those cloud-based investments, ensuring that they worked in a seamless fashion, whether it be voice over IP, contact center as a service, or what seems now more relevant than ever, uh, video conferencing, Zoom, go to meeting, and so forth. And the internet really was not built for these applications. And so what SD-WAN and Big Leaf does is make sure that those applications work in a seamless fashion. Well, we're about to break down exactly how SD-WANs are becoming more and more applicable and needed in today's work environment. So looking forward to pulling uh, your personal experience and your experience from Big Leaf Networks into the conversation today. So uh, let's start a little more broadly uh, to better understand the work from home situation today. Like I said, home office-based solutions have become a major necessity for corporate work due to COVID. Can you give us some thoughts on how this is affecting network infrastructure for companies and their employees? Yeah, it's having a huge impact. I mean, the reality of it is, is in January of this year, there were about 4.7 million Americans that worked from home. Folks like me that have, have just worked 
couple thousand miles away from the corporate office. It doesn't make sense. So we've been work from home for a long time. That number in mid-March, that one week where nearly everybody went home other than the essential workers, ramped from 4.7 million to 85 million. That number as of today has really not come down much. The problem is companies were not prepared to make this shift and not just from a basic does everyone have a laptop and can everyone make phone calls from their house? But they didn't have the cloud-based infrastructure to support this new remote worker environment. And so there's been a massive shift overnight. Organizations have adopted new cloud-based technologies. They've enhanced their VPNs to support needs to come into the office. Things have changed and we're at a point now where many of us are realizing the government is telling us, science is starting to tell us that that the numbers aren't going to back off, that ultimately we're going to probably land, there's going to be about 20 to 30 million Americans working from home in perpetuity, even when COVID ends. So it's time to make that shift into cloud-based infrastructure if you haven't already. And that's, again, that's where SD-WAN comes in, either at the office or even at the home, believe it or not. Yeah, I mean, it's affected uh, both of us. Like you said, for you, you've been working from home for a while now. Someone like me, our market scale team, we had to make that quick switch. Uh, It was almost an overnight thing. One Friday, we were saying, hey, we're going to do a work from home test. The next Monday, it was, uh, you know, that March 15th week where everything shut down. And the shift for us personally, you know, was a major one. We had to do a lot of investments in updated uh, network infrastructure, basic just work from home technology. And yeah, I mean, it, it was a, uh, a major shift. And I can imagine that for companies that maybe weren't trying to be as proactive as, as market scale was just, you know, not to toot our own horn a little bit, but it would have been a a very difficult transition and one that would have really thrown network infrastructure specifically for a loop uh, when all of a sudden you're having to deal with uh, secure networks, with you know shared servers uh, from various disparate locations. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting to me is even organizations that, that were fully prepared to deploy folks from the office to their home for the foreseeable future run into another problem that none of us really were prepared for. So now there's 85 million Americans working from home. That's folks like you, that's folks like me, that's our significant others. But there's a a subset that we haven't yet talked about, which is our children are now home. And so while we're throttling the internet at our office, at our home office with things like Zoom meetings and Ring Central calls, our kids are now watching Disney Plus and Netflix. They're doing Xbox Live. And they're digging into the internet. So it's been interesting to me to see the way in which people have responded. I mean, I've seen suggestions on things like Reddit about, hey, if you get really close to your wireless router, the internet might be a little bit more stable. Or if you tell all of your kids to go out and jump on the trampoline that you just bought to keep them occupied, there's going to be less of an issue. But the reality of it is, is the internet, the residential internet was never built, never built for 85 million people to be working home really in perpetuity, again, coupled with their kids, whether it be distance learning or Netflix. So let's get a better look now at uh, 
exactly what the new variables are. You you broke one down there. I mean, when you've got multiple people working from home or just, you know, operating from home, kids, family, and then whoever is is working, you're going to have a more limited bandwidth and then obviously different disparate devices trying to pull from that same uh, narrow bandwidth. Aside from that, uh, when operating a home office versus a a regular office network and and transitioning during this COVID period, what have been some of the other new variables that have gotten introduced to the network infrastructure that have affected performance, reliability, safety, etc.? Yeah. So again, this boils down to the the residential internet not being built. Again, we're we're using tools and applications that we've never been been using before. At least not at the capacity. The other challenge is when these applications don't work, or when at least the appearance is that they're not working. You have remote staff at home that you, as an IT director, don't have visibility into, and yet they're calling you saying hey, I was doing, uh, if they're in medical, I was doing a telemedicine appointment. If they're in sales, they were having a sales-based call, whether it be on Vonage or RingCentral or again, Zoom and go to meeting. And that interaction with my client didn't work as seamlessly as I expected it to. So now I need you, IT, to fix it. Meanwhile, IT is also working from home. And without a device in place like Big Leaf, they have zero visibility into your home network and what may or may not have happened. Likely, it wasn't your VoIP application. Likely, it wasn't your video application. But again, IT no longer has visibility. When everyone was at the office, you'd walk into the IT office or their their suite and say, hey, things didn't work as well as they should have on that last Vonage call. Can you look into it? And they can stay at their desk. They can look into it and they can resolve it right then and there. And before we break down specifically how SD-WANs can be a solution in this kind of environment, I think it's important to differentiate between a regular WAN and an SD-WAN uh, in case our audience is super familiar. So, uh, Eric, can you give us just the major differences between a software-defined wide area network and a regular wide area network in practice? And, yeah, some of the key differences that are important to keep in mind. Yeah, so WAN by itself is just wide area network. And really what we're talking about is disparate network. So rather than just having everything on your local area network or LAN, you've got multiple locations. And generally, let's pick an industry, automotive, you've got multiple dealerships. Let's say you've got seven dealerships throughout the country or throughout the city. You would build a wide area network because likely you have some on-premise software at the corporate site that all of the other sites need to talk to. And so you'd build a wide area network for that. Software-defined wide area network is creating application performance. It's accessing that on-site application or what what seems to be more relevant even pre-COVID, but certainly more post-COVID, is the need for cloud-based applications. Again, we need those cloud-based applications because they're sitting at a data center. They're not sitting at your corporate office. They're certainly not sitting at your home. They're sitting at a data center and that data center could be four miles away from where you're working. It could be 4,000 miles away, but ultimately you need those business critical applications to work in a seamless fashion each and every time that you're using them. 
So now in context of our current COVID situation, how do you see SD-WANs benefiting home office workflows? And uh, if you have any personal experience from this, you know, feel free to add that because I think it'll give us some necessary context for SD-WANs for the home office experience and practice. Yeah, so practically speaking, whether it's in the home or in the office, the reality of it is our customers, uh, and that, that goes for anybody listening, whether you're a chiropractor, a dentist, or you're a car salesman, our customer has an expectation that the interaction that we have with them is as seamless as possible. Now, post-COVID, uh, or in the world that we're sitting in today, I think there is an understanding that your four-year-old may walk into your video meeting or the dog may bark right. uh, when FedEx or UPS ring the doorbell. But there seems to be a lack of patience, as I'm seeing it, of, hey, can you repeat yourself? I didn't catch that. Or, hey, sorry, my my internet was was kind of funky. Can you repeat that for just a second? Or worse, and what seems to be happening a lot is Zoom meetings gone south. Again, it's not Zoom, the application that's causing problems. It is Zoom, the the functionality of your, your internet at home. So I'll actually give a case study for the Telaris community. I was on a video conference with Telaris, the senior vice president of global sales, Scott Forbush. There were probably 20 or 30 of us on the call, and he was the only one not on video. And so I was texting him, Scott, get on video, at which point he sent me a text back and said, my internet is awful. I can't get on video right now. Hmm. And then Patrick Oborn, uh, one of the founders of Tilaris, unfortunately for Scott, said, hey, Scott, why don't you talk about our efforts on a global scale as to how things are, are progressing amidst COVID, at which point Scott couldn't even get on the audio. And what we've been able to do for Scott I reached out to Scott afterward. He ordered a Big Leaf device. He's got the same internet connection that he had with those issues. He still has that same internet connection. But what we're doing at his home with Big Leaf Networks is we're prioritizing business critical applications like, again, voice and video over all the other things that may be going on and uh, all the other things he's contending with. You know, again, Xbox Live, Netflix. The sweet spot for us, though, is that, and I, I joked yesterday in a video, if Scott Forbush can figure it out, any of us can. The reality of it is it's just a simple install. So a lot of folks start to think, well, SD-WAN at the home, that might be beneficial. But my team, they don't have the capacity to install uh, anything technical. So the other thing that we've done, we sit outside the firewall and and there's automatic policy creation. So we identify every application by application type. So whether Scott's using GoToMeeting or Zoom or Skype, he doesn't have to create a manual policy for each application like many of our competitors require. Mm -hmm. That's all automated. We have a patent that it's essentially a plug and play install. And once everything's installed and implemented, any application is going to be prioritized again based on the application type. So, you know, for those folks listening, reach out to Scott. He's a great reference. He has had a seamless experience with his internet connection since he added the Big Leaf device. So for a little extra context uh, on you specifically, you've been in the tech industry for 20 years, and uh, five of those recent years have been 
in the SD-WAN sphere. Yeah. In those five years, have you seen such a need for an SD-WAN solution as you do now? I mean, are, are there any comparable uh, moments or, uh, you know, years of business that can compare to the, the sort of impact of SD-WAN solutions uh, right now? Yeah, so that's a phenomenal question. So in 2014, when Big Leaf got its start, companies as a whole, there's actually an article from an MSP magazine called Blissfully. And that article suggests that in 2014, companies from about 50 employees to 100 were spending literally next to nothing on software as a service applications. Hmm. That number in late 2018 for the same size company, 50 to 100 they were spending about thirteen to $15,000 a month in software as a service applications. That number, and everybody listening to this knows that number has skyrocketed because of COVID. There has always been a business need for applications to run seamlessly. Uh, the challenge is in the business environment, there's about 23 to 24 hours of degraded internet throughout the course of a month. Now, that, that may be in the middle of the night, that may be in the middle of the day, that's going to change the way in which applications perform without an SD-WAN appliance. But as it relates to whether or not we've seen any time like this before, we're having month over month the best months that we have ever had through the course of COVID. We've certainly seen a downturn in the economy but customers are pivoting. They, they're not traveling anymore. They're certainly saving in travel and entertainment. They're not going to trade shows and events. And this is a, this is a critical time for them as business leaders to protect their software as a service investment. If you're spending thirteen dollars to $15,000 a month on software as a service, you need to protect that in some way. And SD-WAN is a great way to protect that investment and make sure that the applications are working seamlessly. So in the five years I've been doing this, no, I've not seen a time like this where SD-WAN uh, as a whole is as relevant as it is today. So then are you seeing corporate entities search for SD-WAN solutions as a fix to their remote work challenges? Or are you still having to do a lot of the education around this as a solution for this remote work transition? What is that dynamic like? Yeah, so that's, a, that's an interesting one. I don't know that businesses as a whole are searching for SD-WAN. This is where we really rely on the Tolaris partner community or the partner community at large to educate the their customers, right? They have the relationships. We need to start asking our customers questions about what's your experience working from home? And you're going to hear all the things that you and I probably go through. Again, dog barking, kids walking in on meetings. Those are all acceptable. But when you break down exactly what's happening, customers aren't having a seamless work experience like they were at the office. And they some of them may be at the office and still not having a seamless experience. And, and we can address that as well. I would say we need the partner community at large to ask the right questions. That being said, we're working with some of the, you know, we've got regular customers that call us and need two or three devices. Candidly, when we rolled out our home office appliance, I anticipated this being for an executive level person, VPs, EVPs, SVPs, senior directors, and so forth. And what we're finding is this, this technology, Big Leaf Networks, 
home office in particular is a function that IT is sol- it's a problem that IT is solving for their contact center employees. It's a problem they're solving for their salespeople, again, for doctors. For But we're working with some of the largest companies out there as well, right? We're working with uh, animation studios because folks are working from home trying to clean up and edit, you know, put the final touches on films. We're working with universities that are looking to deploy 2,500 devices or more to their professors so they can start the school year working from home. The best part about our appliance, at least the home office, is it's also month to month. So a lot of folks say, well, this solves a problem and that's all well and good. But, you know, here we are at the end of July when we're recording this. What happens when November hits and it's gone? And rolling out our product in a month to month environment really shows our efforts to solve a problem today that may not be a problem tomorrow. Now, again, as we said earlier, the one thing that we're starting to see through industry surveys and through a lot of questionnaires, CFOs are saying, hey, we're trying to save money. We're not going to renew our lease or we're going to renew our lease and we're going to downsize. We're going to cut that that office space in half and ask people to work from home. Again, the estimates of people that are going to work from home when COVID is over is still between 20 and maybe 30 million people, which is a a big shift from, again, January, where we had just shy of 5 million people working from home. So as corporate entities look to SD-WAN as a potential solution for their work from home network challenges, how do you begin to quantify the ROI on this kind of investment? How do you strategically communicate, you know, here's exactly the variables that you need to be paying attention to, here's how they will improve in X amount of time, you know, because obviously that kind of talk is, uh, is very necessary in making these kind of deals. So that's, that's a good one, right? So when I started, you mentioned I've been in SD-WAN for about five years. When I started, right. my conversations often sounded like, here's your quote for your, your primary internet circuit. It's $99 a month. Here's your quote for your secondary internet. It's $299 a month. And then SD-WAN is, let's say, $99 a month. And IT directors struggled to understand the value of SD-WAN when you're comparing it cost-wise to internet connectivity. We've made a real shift at Big Leaf to start talking about comparing it to the applications that they've invested in. Again, thirteen dollars to $15,000 a month for companies, 50 to 100 people, 100 employees, they're making a significant investment in software as a service. There's an IDC survey, I believe from 2019, that says that an hour of downtime can cost a company upwards of $8,000 an hour. Now, I had one of our channel managers tell me the other day, he said, I leveraged that in a customer meeting the other day and the customer scoffed at that. I said, what do you mean? He said, Brian, our cost is about $50,000 for every 30 minutes, so $100,000 an hour. So we have to protect the investment. Business is critical now in, in the world of COVID. We have to protect our businesses even more. So again, we look at things from an ROI perspective of protecting the investment in software as a service. But many companies have additional budget right now because they don't have staff at the office. So little things, right? We're not paying for a lot of the the daily necessities in an office. We're not paying for travel 
or entertainment. We're not paying to send our folks to trade shows. This is the time where we need to shine as organizations and those little things that we do internally from a culture perspective, but also externally from supporting our end users and our customers is critical. Big Leaf, when promoting its SD-WAN solutions, often points to the ease of install as a real selling point. Can you walk us through what that installing and operating process for an SD-WAN looks like, especially for a clientele that are installing something like this in their home office, uh, or you know, if a corporate entity is installing it for their disparate employees in different home offices for the first time? Yeah, so... Actually, IT is not going to deploy it at someone's home. That's the fun part, right? We mm. have always talked about the ease of install long before home office. So this applies to a home office solution or a standard office solution. I will leverage my own experience doing the install at my home when I first started at Big Leaf. Uh, I'll be the first to admit, well, I've been in the industry for 20 years and I can have a fairly technical conversation I get very anxious when it comes to installing technology at my home, whether it be a modem or a router or, you know, gosh, even trying to set up guest Wi-Fi for some reason is, is something a bit of a challenge for me. I was anxious. I ordered a Big Leaf device and felt that I was going to out myself by calling into customer care and asking them to walk through the install and implementation the device came, it was pre-provisioned. All of our devices are pre-provisioned. Uh, what made me more anxious was when it showed up, uh, there were five pages to do the install. And what made it worse was there were five pages and only five steps. So here I am, step one is take everything out and plug it in. Step five was go to a website, CNN, Fox News, ESPN, whatever, Facebook, whatever. So now between plugging it in and going to a website to see if I can get there, I've got three steps to do the install. So I'm a little anxious and candidly, it took me less than 10 minutes. The pre-provision nature of how we deploy makes all of our installs at the home office or at the standard office makes it very easy. We sit outside the firewall, which again, nobody has to create firewall policies because we sit outside of the firewall. So things like PCI and HIPAA compliancy uh, are native to our device because of where we sit in the network. But beyond that, it's, it's just a seamless install. So everything, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'll address it again. Everything's automated. So Susie in accounting or John in sales, they don't have to create, like most of our competitors, they don't have to create manual policies for the applications that they're running, whether it be Zoom or GoToMeeting or Skype. If that's drummed up on the network, we recognize that as video and we prioritize it as a business critical application. The same would be with Nextiva or Ring Central or 8x8 or Vonage. We would recognize that as business critical uh, application and prioritize it accordingly. The same with all the non-priority, right? When your kids are on TikTok or when uh, they're on the Xbox Live or Netflix, we're going to deprioritize that accordingly, and that's all automated. So the ease of install, it's a five to 10-minute install. Everything from a cable perspective, we've even made that easy by color coding it. Again, it's a five to 10-minute install, and everything's automated, and you're off to the races. Easy peasy. 
Yep. Gotta love that. So, last main thing I want to uh, pitch your way here before we wrap. I guess, what would you say are the final tips or the takeaways that you would give to business leaders out there trying to decide whether or not SD-WAN is going to be the network solution for them? What kind of variables do they need to be taking into account when deciding if that's going to be the solution that works best for their setup? And how should they uh, assess the situation to deploy at scale? Well, so if you're in the partner community, I think you need to start asking the questions uh, as to what your customer's experience has been working from home. Uh, I think the same if you're an IT director or a C-level trying to figure out, have you set your employees up in the best manner possible? You know, the dual monitor and the laptop and the keyboard and the chair, they've all got that. That's great. But are they functioning at their best because of the way in which their internet is set up. So I think regardless of where you sit in the decision-making process, you have to start asking the questions. SD-WAN is relevant. Three of our competitors have been acquired in just the last couple of years to the tune of over $1.5 billion. For th- so for those folks that that necessarily aren't there yet or don't think SD-WAN's a thing, SD-WAN's a thing. There's large multi-billion dollar companies acquiring SD-WAN manufacturers because it is the next generation of technology. But I think at, at the core of it, we need to start asking the question about what our customers are experiencing from a work from home. Or again, if they're at the office, are the applications that we're investing in working the way we want them to? Eric Brooker, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Again, we've been chatting with Eric Brooker, Senior Director of National Partner Programs for Big Leaf Networks. Thanks for breaking down how SD-WANs are becoming a useful network solution amid COVID work-from-home environments. If folks want to find out more about SD-WANs, about Big Leaf Networks, uh, or potentially reach out with interest in getting an SD-WAN for their digital network, where can they go? Yeah, great question. So I think the first place to go would probably be our website, which is just bigleaf.net, or they can reach out to me directly. Again, Eric Brooker, you can find me on LinkedIn. We're, We're a pretty easy organization to work with. We're pretty flat. We're here to help, whether it be a technical question or just a pricing question. I would start with the website, the phone number's on there, or again, track me down on LinkedIn. Sounds great. Eric Brooker, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Looking forward to speaking again soon and uh, continuing to contextualize this shift in remote work networks. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Market Scale Technology Podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous or upcoming episodes, make sure you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also find this content on our website, marketscale.com industries, along with other videos, articles, and blog and podcast content. Again, I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.